0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it.
0: I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again.
1: Incredible guests, Sherry great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find
0: podcasts. And we're going to move on now to our opening drive. The opening opening drive. Dan, you're up at House Hall today. You heard from the players, Roquan Smith, Matt Eberflutes, also Byron Pringle, who had a lot to say about the Green Bay rivalry. He compared Justin Fields to Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) He had a lot to say, and he's a veteran who has been around for a while, so I think he's also very entertaining.
1: Yeah, so there's a couple things I want to get to to, to to some of the things that Byron spoke about today that are interesting as we kind of walk forward from that 1-0 and start that the Bears got off to yesterday. And, and you mentioned the comparison to Patrick Mahomes. Listen, Byron Pringle played the first four seasons of his career in Kansas City with a quarterback who obviously breathes an infectious energy that elevates the confidence of those around him. You mentioned sort of the composure that Matt Eberflus has in the first segment, and I think with Justin and Matt together, the, the the confidence and the composure comes from the preparation, right, and, the, and, and their belief in their preparation to put themselves in positions to succeed. And when you have that, it allows you to remain steady through some really, really rough patches. The Bears had a rough patch Sunday afternoon. The first half offensively was ugly, David. I don't know how many games you've watched the Bears win where their starting quarterback had a 2.8 rating after the first half, right? Maybe the game in Arizona in 2006 where Rex Grossman turned the ball over 67 times and they didn't score an offensive touchdown and they still won. But this is one of those rare games where you you don't have it clicking, you don't have it flowing offensively, and you still find a way to win. And part of the reason is, is because you have a quarterback that is able to steady the group. We didn't see that a lot with Mitch Trubisky. We didn't see that a lot with Jay Cutler in their ability to to overcome a bad half and then rescue themselves and the team by extension. So there was some of that. And Byron Pringle comparing fields to Mahomes in that way is notable, right? Is it it extraordinary? Not sure. We need a bigger body of work to to detail that. I also asked Byron about the Bears' ability to capitalize on mistakes on Sunday afternoon. And we talked earlier about that that 10-minute stretch early in the second half where the 49ers had the game within their reach. They're up 10 to nothing, or they're up 7 to nothing. They've got the the ball first and goal at the 5 with a chance to go up 14 nothing against an opposing offense that has done nothing. The Bears hold them to a field goal there. Okay, take advantage of that. They get the ball back, and then they get some breaks, right? You get a face mask penalty when the 49ers were poised to get off the field on third and long, and yet they gave the Bears 15 free yards. Okay, you've got new life. They throw a near interception with Justin Fields throwing a terrible pass to Equinemius St. Brown and former Bear Tayshaun Gibson dropping it, right? And now you've got new life again. When a team gives you those types of gifts, you have to capitalize and you have to cash in in the biggest way possible. The Bears obviously hit the the 51-yard momentum-changing touchdown pass to Dante Pettis shortly thereafter. And so I asked Byron Pringle today that, that when you have an opponent that is giving you freebies, what is the key for a team in being able to fully capitalize on those breaks?
0: Uh, oh man! Anytime there's a penalty, you post you you want to take full advantage of it anyway. That's just a bonus on what you've been practicing for all throughout the week. Like we work hard, we play hard. So when we go out on Sundays, it's like kind of like our our payday. You know what I'm saying? Like we go out and spend all our money that we done worked hard for throughout the week. So when they give us a penalty, that's just like giving us an extra bonus on our pay. You know what I'm saying? So we when we get in. The goal on across the 50, we want to capture with points, come away with points. The Bears spent their free money, David,
1: and they spent it well and they scored points and they've taken advantage of those breaks and they get out of there with with some, some really key moments that produced that 19-10 win.
0: I think it bodes well, too, because it doesn't appear as if this is going to be one of those seasons where the Bears are going to be more penalized than their opponents. It looks like they're going to be clean, as May Iberflues alluded to today. And this is what I'm talking about, too, in t- sort of the football maturity that you're seeing from this coaching staff. He sort of shrugged and basically said this is just an extension of the preseason. They were clean in the preseason, and they continue that in week one when I think the game's faster, the the stakes are different, and it's a different feel. But he's, he complimented the officials that they spent training camp around the bears and the players for paying attention during those sessions, something worked, Dan, I think because as you point out, yeah, you've got to take advantage, but when you're going to be in a situation where you're you're going to have, your opponent making maybe more mistakes than you. That is unfamiliar territory for Bears and Bears fans to watch.
1: Well, listen, zero offensive penalties, right? They had one thrown on them. It was for an intentional delay of game when they were trying to run the clock down as low as possible. The 49ers declined it. But other than that, there were no false starts. There were no holds. There were no ineligible men downfield on screen passes. There was all sorts of of clean operation that allows you, when you're a team with a thin margin for error, to hang around, right? When, When you don't make those mistakes, you hang around in games long enough to take advantage of an opponent's mistakes. And that's going to be the DNA of this Bears team all season. Just finding ways to hang around into the moments where then you can kind of seize an upset by taking advantage of one big break.
0: I really think it underscored the importance of the preseason and how the Bears treated it. There was a carryover effect from not only just winning those games, but taking them seriously and getting your starters some action. So there wasn't that big step that you saw around the league. There were some upsets for teams that really didn't look at preseason as anything more than glorified practices, and they didn't treat it the way the Bears did. Okay, I want to look at the offensive line because Tevin Jenkins graded out pretty well. He rotated with Lucas Patrick at right guard, 36 snaps. I think uh, he, he played over half, but there was a rotation in place. Sam Mustafer actually graded pretty well according to the Pro Football Focus in pass protection, Where's that headed (laughs) moving forward according to the information you have uh, early this week? To be honest with you, I wish I knew because they're going to have some
1: important decisions to make here, right? Obviously, you're not going to stick with a rotation at right guard for a month or longer. They're obviously – playing around with some things and trying to evaluate some things to figure out what the best five look like. Sam Mustafer is an interesting piece in this puzzle because if you're talking about uh, a coaching staff that, that emphasizes this hits principle and and looks for certain qualities in all their players. I mean, Sam Mustafer is the poster child for hits. You know, the hustle, the intensity, the, the 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 smart play, right? I mean, this is a guy that gets every ounce of potential out of himself and does so in a way that elevates those around him. And so they're going to have to make a decision there at some point on, on, on how easy it will be to take him off the field or if it won't be easy to take him off the field and then they've got to make a decision between Patrick and Jenkins at guard. It's a good problem to have, but it's certainly one
0: that they're going to have to sort through here in the coming weeks. Relevant or overstated that Justin Fields singled out Sam Mustafer for the job he did post-game at the podium? It,
1: it's it's relevant, David, because it's a day where the center could could become a nightmare for your football team. You know, everyone that played in that game yesterday said, "Listen, it was it was inconsistent from play to play how wet the ball was." And 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 talking to Justin, it sounded like it was inconsistent based on how wet the ground was where the ball was placed, right on a, on a specific play. And so when you have a center go through an entire game without mishandling a single snap and in elements like that, now all of a sudden you say, "Okay, that's that's a guy that's taking care of." The little things and focused and again it's back to that attention to detail and so is it the biggest thing going on for this Spears team right now no but it's notable when you're getting those types of contributions that turn into winning efforts
0: and before we take a deeper dive at justin fields day i think it has to go uh we have to mention again and reinforce how important it was to get the contributions from rookies boy five of them played prominent roles three on defense Dominique Rob- Robinson, uh, Jaquan Brisker, and Kyler Gordon, the punter Trenton Gill beyond just a towel play. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that you know when you have somebody in that in that big of a role on a day like uh, Sunday with the conditions, you can't overlook the the role of the punter. And then Braxton Jones at left tackle. You know he did he he wasn't exposed. He did have one uh, situation where jo- Nick Bosa overwhelmed him. That's going to happen. But I think playing every snap, it could have been much worse. And Dan, I think you can't underestimate the value for a team in developmental mode to get contributions like that.
1: No, no question about it. And and when you see the confidence level of those guys spike when they get their first NFL action and they have some success, now all of a sudden that hunger that the Bears have been feeding off of for a long time can only grow, right? And, and I thought it was notable Sunday post game to hear ja- Jaquan Brisker, who I thought uh, in live action and then reviewing the the, the video played a pretty good game, be very self-critical of himself and say, I've got to be a lot better. And so when you have a guy that, that, that has success early and, and really does not believe that he had success, that's a good thing for your football team because he's going to be driven to get back in there this week and make sure that he makes more plays than he did the previous week.
0: Do you think anybody's telling Dominic Robinson not to be so open or public with what <laughs> he's observing from off- opposing offensive tackles? Like he noticed Mike McGlinchey leaning and setting a certain way to getting a jump on him. Do you think they're going to tell the rookie to maybe, you know, tone it down a little bit in what you're sharing?
1: Well, as long as he doesn't share it before the game, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> if you share post game and you're talking about the sacks right. you got, that's a good thing. We'll see where it goes. It's, it's refreshing to have a younger locker room in our role because now you've got some guys that, that are a little more candid and, and less worn out by the back and forth uh, with reporters. And so uh, it's, it's fun because you, you, you do turn up nuggets like that here and there. And those are going to be easy for us to, uh, to, to glom onto as we go forward.